You're listening to The Cannabis Hangout, two girls, one bowl, and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana. My name is Brandon. And my name is Saba. We will be connecting with a community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people, sharing stories from medical marijuana patients, and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths. So we invite you to come roll with us while while we break break it all down. This episode is made possible by Oklahoma Medicine. We really enjoy the lavender and eucalyptus topical one-to-one salves, and they are such a staple product for us. I literally use their salve for everything, like my lower back, bug bites, shoulder pain, rashes, and so many other things. My favorite use for the salve is for my feet on a really long workday. And having my massage therapist rub it into my sore shoulders. That sounds so bombsaw. But if you guys haven't tried their salve, we highly recommend it. There's more than one use for it. And the tub literally lasts forever. Retweet. Now, let's get back to the episode. On today's episode, we have the pleasure of speaking with Anthony, who is the marketing director of Very Heal. Very Heal is a healthcare technology company that's here to provide personalized cannabis education and help people go through the process to get their medical marijuana card state to state. So guys, please welcome Anthony to the Cannabis Hangout. Hey, Anthony. Hey, how's it going, girls? Happy to be here. We are so happy to have you here. Yeah, thank you for taking time out of your schedule to be here with us. We really appreciate that. Of course, of course. So before we dive in to the company, will you start by telling us where like your personal journey with cannabis started? Oh, totally. So definitely a young, (laughs) just a young kid in high school, curious about kind of, you know, maybe expanding my thought a little bit, had watched plenty of um, film and heard all the music about it. So, you know, there's always an interest there, but I was a sports kid, so... Um, you know, and an athlete at a younger age. And, uh, so it kind of stayed away from it, you know, yeah, for a little yeah. while until I met, I met the, the right group of kids, um, in high school and, and it just kind of all fell in line and, and over time just evolved into something that, you know, I could really rely on. And I, I don't have, you know, I, I grew up definitely very poor with, with my parents, uh, a separated family, but I don't attribute that yeah. to my cannabis use or, or any reason I wasn't escaping anything. It was just really fun for me. Yeah. Um, and relaxing. Um, and then I got into college and I use it a little less. I do, well, I do, you know, still use recreationally. Um, I'm, I'm definitely blessed with good help, health, knock on wood. There you go. Um, so I use it a little less. I appreciate the clarity um, that I can have during the day. Um, and such, especially at work, but, you know, just for, for my job in particular, now I work doesn't really leave me, which is you know, a blessing and a yeah. curse. Yes. Um, you know, after the nine to five, it's still very much, you know, in my mind. So, right. right. So now more so than ever, it's a good shut off from that, you know, be present with uh, my fiance here at home and our dog and get to enjoy Colorado for all of its glory. Um, and Fine. that's really how I use it now kind of for that switch. But, um, Getting into uh, the industry uh, out of college, um, I went to school in Virginia, where you know it's not very accepted, and, and the deep south as a whole uh, has slowly been moving. But luckily, you know Virginia has moved pretty forward pretty yeah. recently. Did you grow up um, there? I grew up uh, outside of Philadelphia. Okay. Um, so one of our biggest markets for Very Hill is Pennsylvania now, and just a market I'm very familiar with. Okay. Went to college at James James Madison in cool. the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. 
Um, and then kind of made my way north where I met Sam and Josh, just, just being a young hustling entrepreneur, trying to find my bearings, what industries I wanted to get into. And I found these, you know, two young guys just really doing really cool things in the industry. And this was before Barry Hill, but you know, I kind of did a little bit of social media with them, a little bit of SEO and, uh, Basically, then they ultimately founded Barry Hill and brought me on as their first employee. And it all just kind of works out. And that's when it really, you know, I was still just the marketing kid trying to find a job. But, you know, and this is four years ago, I think now. But uh, mm-hmm. their stories are what really turned it around for me. Um, and I won't speak for them, but Joshua Green and Samuel Adetunji have, you know, just personal experiences with it with their families. Um, and uh, And it just really touched me and it hit home. And I was like, oh, we can actually, like, like, I don't have to just make a career out of this, you know, for me, but we can really change thousands of lives yeah. across the country with this access. And I was like, all right, like, I'm meant to do this. This all fell in the right place right. at the right mm-hmm. time, kind of for me. So, and it's just been head down, chugging along, and we've been able to serve, I think, nearly 200,000 people wow. uh, nationwide now um, on our platform. So it's, it's definitely humbling work, and I'm glad, you know, I didn't have to really jump into the normal nine to five and it's really a blessing yeah, to, to do your own thing. Absolutely. Yep, yep. Yeah. So, yep. um, with that, that's a great segue. Tell us some more about very heal and the purpose behind the company. Totally. So it started out the founders, Sam and Josh, uh, maybe 2016, 2015, they were kind of doing some ancillary services in DC. Um, they were actually just delivering like, you know, pipes, uh, rolling papers, whatever they could do to kind of scrap into the industry. Because DC is, I mean, still to this day, it's a very weird gray market um, there. Um, and when it was legalized uh, recreationally, nobody really knew what to do. So, so through that, um, all these people were asking them, like, well, it's legal here. Can I get my card? And they're like, oh, yeah, like, probably. So they tried to do it themselves, and it was just a hassle. You know, you go to the mm-hmm. doctor, the, doctor was, the doctor's assistant was rude. They grill you for your records, and they're like, all right, this needs to stop. Like, we need to streamline this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really just spawned Bear Hill out of that need. Um, and, and it's just become a behemoth of a, a platform and a concierge service to this day where it's, I mean, well, we aren't the medical clinic. We're just facilitating something out there that, that exists um, mm-hmm. and, and streamlining it for the patients and making it easier for the doctors through our technology that we built for them, our EMR, where it houses all these medical records and everything the patients put in. So they can really have the consultation. So they're not reviewing all this stuff and all this jibber jabber through their clunky Windows 95 operating software that they're using um, and just kind of built that software. And then we leverage telemedicine technology so people can get approved at home just because, I mean, that was a big concern early on, you know, the, mm-hmm. the person that can't get to the doctor office. So, so we just um, really understood that need early on and got lucky with, you know, kind of the path we took. And then COVID just accelerated things 10x, really. Um, yeah, it kind of like kept you guys in your place. Like you already had that online availability, but like it only made you more available. Exactly. Yep. Yep. It just pushed us to the top and, and the need was, you know, um, just really exploded for us. So right place, right time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just happy to keep helping people. So what does very heal mean really quick? Or what's the meaning so behind the word? In, yeah, very in Latin is true. So the truth heals, kind of true healing. Oh, cool. That's I like that. That's really neat. Yeah. Just had to That's ask. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, Anthony, we've seen, as you know, there's so many medical marijuana recommendation websites, I feel like, just, right. you know, here and there. So, like, what do you guys take pride in with Very Hill that you feel like kind of, you know, separates or make you stand out, you know? Oh, totally. Yeah, actually, I 
very much so enjoy answering this question. Um, so you can look at, yeah, you can find your local doctor. You can find three to four to five other services like ours that offer the same service. Um, I think what I kind of said earlier is us as a premium concierge services, we're not just going to get you the appointment and let you go and, you know, the, let the leash go and have you figure it out with the state. Like the very Hill platform is really this ecosystem of content and we're following up with these patients nonstop. We're serving them after three months, six months, nine months. Um, So, you know, a lot of these competitors kind of came into the space, moving from a black market to a, to a a gray area. Um, And, you know, just trying to, just trying to get the buck there. And and that's, that's the least of our concern. We want to serve the most amount of people with the best quality service that we can. So in doing that, you know, uh, we had to really put a lot of groundwork into the education and, and our platform early on. Um, right, so yeah. we're following up with these people. We're holding their hands. Um, and it really just goes behind, beyond the recommendation service. That's um, really and cool. then when it does, mm-hmm. and then when it does go, you know, federally legal or whatever capacity, mm-hmm. we then are this, you know, legitimate, uh, you know, ecosystem and platform that could tie very well into, you know, an actual healthcare um, provider or insurance right. companies or whatever capacity, we really held ourselves to that professional medical standard mm-hmm. that would be accepted, which which pay, people deserve. This is their medicine, you know. They deserve yeah. it to be um, at that at that level. So that's yeah. that's kind of where we put ourselves, and and uh, that's why we don't even consider them uh, really competitors. The other recommendation services, yeah. mm-hmm. we just consider the people that are you know putting out the content, grabbing the eyeballs, kind of more yeah. competitors, at least. That was a really good yeah. answer. I loved hearing that. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, so based on what we looked at on your Instagram feed for Very Heal, it's set up with images that illustrate questions people have asked. And the next slide is answering those questions, which I think is really cool. What inspired you mm-hmm. guys to make visuals like this? Yeah, um, it's, it goes into the part of kind of our mission of, you know, to provide access and uh, just accessibility as a whole. Like we don't want to want we don't cater to the stoner audience. I'm sure there's overlap, of course, but mm-hmm. we are taking this kind of different road where we want to make it more accessible to maybe, you know, the, the uncle or aunt you have out there that just heard about CBD and is kind of getting into it. It's like, yeah. you know, it's just not just jank nugs on our feet or anything like that. It's not just, uh, you know, joints or something. We want really wanted to cater um, to, to be able to kind of change the stigma along the way. Like, no, this is approachable. This like, like when you, like, if you look at our feed, and at a glance, you're like, oh, this isn't canvas content or anything. But right, when you look yeah. into the post, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, yeah. This is actually relevant. So that was our goal with that. And it's, it's gone through different adaptations through the years. And it'll keep evolving. It's definitely amorphous in that nature. Right. Um, but that, that's our goal with it is how can we make this accessible and, you know, just so, so your mom can look at it and like it. I like that. Yeah, that's really good. So being the marketing director of the company in the cannabis world, what what would you say has been like a big challenge so far for you guys? Well, definitely advertising. Um, it, it, you know, just a huge roadblock there early on. It was, you, you have to kind of start pretty scrappy as a new business. Like, what can I, what can I plug into? You know, SEO, I'm going to have to invest thousands of dollars potentially to rank for some of these keywords. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't just run an ad on Google or Facebook. Um, But, you know, you have to kind of think with the community first mindset. If you have to go to the, the, you know, the local meeting town hall or something to get your name out there, you know, we were on the ground. We were on the street corner of where our first office was in D.C., like handing out pamphlets. That's cool. Um, And then it just grew and grew and grew. and And now luckily we don't have to do that, but we would go to the 
the DC Cannabis Festival every year and just real grassroots. Um, and then, you know, we've, we've kind of found our lane. We have a lot of success now with the radio. Excuse me, believe it or not. Um, it's, it's a massive spend every month, but it's a, it's a medium that you're not going to expect a cannabis add on. So it really resonates. Yeah. And I think the demographic we've hit has, uh, just, just really listened in. They've tuned in. People that listen to the radio will forever listen to the radio. Right. And we got accepted on it. So we had to run with it. When you find your avenues that work in this space, you have to put your eggs yes. in that basket. You yes. know, you want to be diversified, but that little glimmer of hope you really got to run with. And we've, and we've been, we've been lucky enough to see success in that. That's, That's awesome. awesome. I, I love how you like organically like went about it too. Like you said, you guys were like handing out pamphlets, like, you know, trying to mm-hmm. get your foot in the door with the locals, you know, instead of, yeah. I mean, that's how you got well, to do it. Yeah. Community is big for us. Um, both of our, well, yeah, I don't know if I mentioned earlier, both of the co-founders, Sam and Josh are uh, African-American entrepreneurs in that nature. And uh, so they're big supporters of the community and giving back and, you know, not necessarily reversing. That'd be hard to do, but just, just mm-hmm. you know, giving back to their community is what yeah, we want. To, spreading the love. Afforded to them at this point um, in black communities. So um, this year we did a scholarship. Well, last year we did it as well for just $10,000, $1,000 to 10 students. Uh, wow. This year it's $20,000 for 20 students, uh, $1,000 each. Um, and we're trying to just accrue this. How do we give back? Um, and then we donate to a bunch of nonprofits each month. So it's, it's, it's a cool. bigger picture here yeah. going on. How do we, how do we really just you know, hold the cannabis industry to a higher standard than yes, any yes. other. Yeah. Like, we don't want to be tobacco. We don't want to be alcohol. How do we just be better than everyone? Because we should be. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I appreciate that too. Yeah, so much. So with that, how do you guys go about choosing the doctors that you allow to be part of a part of your network? That's a great question. That's not directly my team, but that is a team of, I'd say, six or seven. But early on, because there was just three of us, uh, it was, it was, Josh just calling doctors. Hey, are you interested in doing this? You know, yeah. Um, but and the the main thing was with the doctors is they don't necessarily um, they didn't want to be marked kind of as you know that that cannabis doctor. You know, these are internists, these are surgeons, these are like people. These are doctors that have credentials and have done this in forever. When it first happened in certain states, or continues to still happen, they're very hesitant. So we do provide that little bit of shield for them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We're not advertising their names all over. They can still have their regular practices. Um, And some of these doctors that work on our network, you know, are just, it ranges from every kind of specialty, brain surgeons, like all the way down to, uh, you know, uh, just all kinds of um, uh, different studies that they've been in. And, uh, and then they just all, you know, obviously have to have their heart in cannabis. You know, we, we, yeah. we're not just going to have someone that just wants to write the recommendation and let the patient know they have to have bona fide relationships. Like legally, it's part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, before we bring someone onto the network, you know, obviously has to go through background checks and they have to clear all these uh, different standards and such. And, uh, just to make sure that their licenses are in good standing and such. Um, but yeah, just really have to have their heart in cannabis and see the healing power of it. Um, so many of them are on like certain boards that are kind of popping up, uh, you know, in the professional community to learn more about cannabis or some are, you know, involving with like, you know, university of Maryland has, I think a pharmacology program on cannabis. So they're, they're learning and they're, they're we really consider them leading the pack. Um, wow. at this, so why pharmacology, not pharmacology really cool. of cannabis. That's interesting. I think that is the program, man. Don't call me on it. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Could you also walk us through, like, how, how would a patient utilize your surface online, service online? Uh, yeah. So, just 
barryhill.com, B-E-R-I-H-E-A-L.com. Um, you'll click your state. You'll sign up briefly. Um, you'll enter just a really brief um, information about your, yourself, um, maybe like, I don't know, seven or eight questions. And then you'll just proceed to book an appointment. Um, and it varies per state what the cost is. Usually it's one ninety nine for the year. Um, some states like uh, Oklahoma, um, Arizona, California, that's actually a two-year recommendation. Um, and then you'll, you'll meet with the, box, the doctor via telemedicine or in-person. Some states require in-person, so we do have that as a piece of our, our functionality um, if you want to see a doctor in person. Um, obviously, last year it changed dramatically. People just mm-hmm. didn't want to go in, which is fine and accessible. So we didn't necessarily service some of those states as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but in most, what, 33-plus medical states now, um, yeah, you'll just book the appointment. Um, you'll see the doctor. The doctor will approve you or recommend you or, or not. I mean, in a very low case, I think maybe 1% to 2% of people uh, are not approved, just just don't have anything, or it's not a qualifying condition. In some states, you know, maybe PTSD isn't a qualifying condition or chronic pain isn't, um, or the doctor feels they need some kind of proof. It's, it's a very rare instance, but it is there. But our, also our denial rate is so low, and we're able to prove so many people because of the pre-qualifying, you know, information we provide on our website and follow-ups. Um, but also people can just call us. Like, okay. um a piece of being kind of a concierge service and a differentiator from our competitors is we have a team of 60 people uh, that are, we call them patient care representatives as well as customer support people. People that are following patients' journey, checking in with them. It, like There'll be a text away. If you want to text one of our customer service reps, you can, and they'll, and they'll be there for you. You know, Granted, they're on the clock, or they'll pass it off. So this is a massive team here um, facilitating this for people. Um, so, so we can book it all for you and send you all the documentation. Um, and then after you're approved by a doctor, in most instances, um, you'll apply with the state, um, and that can be a little tricky, but we can help you with that as well. That's um, really cool. That's yep. really cool that you guys provide a lot of different avenues because it's not just like, oh, you can call us, but no, you can, you know, locally go visit somebody. And it's, I feel like you, that's a little bit more in depth than I've seen a lot of other, you know, people yeah, who offer recommendations. Yeah, which is really you cool too. I saw that. Chat. Yeah, I saw that. I was as I was like browsing through your website, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, we just want to make it easy for everyone. You know, uh, I think a big part that goes into that is kind of this uh, feedback re- uh, loop we have. You know, we're constantly checking in, and, and sometimes, you know, we'll get the person like, hey, like, you guys did great. Let's leave it at that. Um, but we'll say, like, yo, how did we do? Like, can you actually talk about this one aspect of the service? I um, mean, we're constantly requesting that feedback um, so we can improve our internal processes in the service. And, you know, I mean, some things I'm sure slip under the crack once in a while. And, mm-hmm. you know, we have to we have to act quickly to, to rectify a situation or maybe a doctor isn't connecting to the platform. But having that feedback loop is so important. And I can't stress it enough. Um, it, it definitely it helps prevent bad reviews publicly. Like mm-hmm. you can fix things on the spot. Um, it can make people heard because that's, that's all people want. If someone has an issue, they just want someone to hear it, a human. You know what I mean? Yes. Nobody wants that chat bot that you get trying to call Verizon or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like your Wi-Fi that's broken. It's just horrible. We That's what we don't want to be. The automated, <laughs> you know, automated people, robot lines. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah, horrible. Here. All humans. I love that. That's awesome. So is there a common question that you feel like you hear a lot when people call in um, and patients just in regards to cannabis? 
Um, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I think the biggest one would be, uh, will I be approved? And, you know, we can't, we're not the doctors, the customer support people aren't the doctors. They can't pre-qualify you. So, um, we got right. them, you know, say, Hey, check out the qualifying conditions. You, you, maybe you'll need some documentation. Maybe not, you know, maybe the doctor can kind of be diagnosed you on the way. But then beyond that is a lot of efficacy questions. Like, will this help this? You know, well, mm-hmm. well, what product do I need? Um, and and a part of what we've added is this personalized consultation service. Um, in addition, which you can kind of take a deep dive with a coach. It can't be a really a medical consultation because of just federal standing on it. But it really is just an educational consult, ten or twenty minutes, um, depending on what you want. And and you can take a deep dive with uh, someone that's actually you know really studied cannabis on the uh, on a higher level. Um, maybe than even a doctor or just someone that, that can coach you along and help prove the efficacy of yeah. it. Um, so that's especially the older generations too. They're mm-hmm. like, it's scary to go into your dispensary for the first time. So if you're coming in with a little bit of knowledge and you know, I want right. this or I want that, it's going to help them. So just, just another patient service. Like I said, we're patient first yeah. or whatever we can do to supply that uh, education we're trying to do. That's really cool. I love to hear that. And I love that you guys are so education focused because that's something that we, I mean, within a lot of our episodes, that's a huge lack, not just that we feel like within Oklahoma, but just our community as a whole, especially as, you know, federal is being, is in conversation and why we should, you know, federally legalize and how it can medicinally help so many people, but there's just a huge lack of people knowing, people doing the research, people putting out the, you know, education for people to learn that it's cool that you guys are providing all different avenues of that because that's so important in our community. Totally. Totally. I couldn't agree more. So I have one more question for you. Um, Where do you guys see yourself going just in the next couple of years as a company? Is there something bigger you guys are working towards? Yeah, definitely. Um, always just a million things on our docket. It can be kind of stressful to prioritize things when they're so, they get to this point where it's just this massive company and so many really big things running. Um, but what gets me most excited, um, is kind of this, uh, this, uh, I want to say intelligence piece of our business. We're mm-hmm. calling it Barry Hill Intelligence. Where we're actually connecting with, um, uh, academics and professionals in the space at, at the medical uh, level, you know, at universities, and we're going to start looking, you know, a little bit more deeply into our data and, and some because we're following up with patients so long, um, so often, um, you know, we can kind of start to actually shape is cannabis, you know, what is the efficacy behind its use for certain medical ailments? So we can work with the UCLA, we can work with the University of Maryland to actually prove out these reports that will forever shape the industry. So. Uh, we're we're taking it to the moon. We're we're saying, you know, hey, beyond just the, the the tech platform that we can build, or just because just beyond the blog that we can write, how can we make the insurance providers see the value in this and pay for people's cannabis? Yeah. Um, you know, how how can we how can we make this a medical medium that is accepted nationwide? And that's what that that's how it has to happen. How can we get these things FDA FDA approved? You know, we have access and the means to to make this. Um, data available at a capacity. Of course, we have to follow HIPAA regulations, um, which is another conversation entirely, mm-hmm. but, yes. uh, you know, just protecting people's health information, but granted they have to, you know, want to participate in the survey X, Y, Z. But we have these tools and these levers that can be pulled. So we're, we're slowly aligning ourselves. And next month, actually Mental Health Awareness Month, we're putting out a report about kind of the shift in uh, demand we saw internally um, through the pandemic. So what people are 
how their responses of what they want to use and how they want to use Canvas and why changed through the yeah. pandemic. And it was, oh. it was a massive shift. We saw a lot of things. Well, that'll come up next month. And that's kind of a teaser for this this higher level thing I'm talking about. But that's really cool. Are, are hungry to get into it. Yeah. But, uh, they're restricted. They're restricted. You know, that's really cool. I've, I'm, you're actually the first company I've heard that's tapping in a little bit further with, you know, like healthcare, getting, yeah, and just wise. like actually providing numbers because I feel like obviously a lot of stuff work off numbers and just being able to visually that see research, yeah, and the research. Mm-hmm. So that's so freaking important and so cool that you yeah. guys are taking the, I mean, really taking it by the reins and just running with it. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. Well, we we, we take it's it's cool. I think it's because partly of the culture we've come to cultivate here is, um, you know, it's easy to say, oh, that's a dumb idea. Like we're not going to do that, or no, we don't have time. But like our to do list is just forever. It's, we put everything on it because it might change someone's life and it might change the industry. So some of these things that we're doing were, you know, years in the making of yeah, this funny yeah, small yeah. idea, and it's like, wait, no, that actually has substance. Yeah, also, like, the know, fact that you're just writing it down, period, and that and it's it's gonna you're do seeing something. it come to life is even so cool. Yeah. That some of these ideas were like years ago, and now you're like, well, holy shit, here we are, and like we wrote this down years yeah. ago on a piece of paper. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's fun. It is humbling, so you know, yeah, to be kind of a, this this forefront of it and, and making it up as we go, and um, you know, like we hope someday that we can tell the healthcare providers what they need to be looking for yeah and what you started in the cannabis healthcare world so that's cool yeah (laughs) so anthony we ask everyone this question what would you say is a stigma with cannabis marijuana whatever you want to call it that you would like to see changed that's a great question i think about this i think daily i think it's that we um beyond just being lazy it's that we can't be successful you know um obviously i told you my story of getting into cannabis slowly through high school. And, uh, you know, I think the biggest concern among peers and peers, parents is that you'd be, you know, a disgruntled, uh, lazy stoner your whole life. And then out here outshining, you know, everyone else and, and creating something that's impactful and working directly in the industry. So, um, really, I mean, beyond the lazy stoner uh, syndrome or, you know, um, just, just that, that we can be fruitful, um, entrepreneurs in this space. Um, as donors and, and users of that capacity. Yeah, I know yeah, that's a great absolutely. answer. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Well, guys, I think this wraps up today's episode. Anthony, it was a pleasure to have you on and thank you for being here once again. Is there anything that you'd like to add before we hop off here? Oh, like I said, Mental Health Awareness Month is big. Um, keep your friends close. Check in with people as you need, love one another. Yes, yes. Um, we've got something big coming out next month, and I think that can uh, people will really enjoy with this uh, data report. Oh. Um, so, yeah, keep everyone in mind and happy 420. Yes, yes happy 420. Cheers. cheers. All right, guys, stay tuned for next week's episode. And as always, Brand, stay medicated. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. 
Scope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at DopeHistory.com.